we'd like to welcome you to our current event and weekly Bible study for January 1st, 2017. So here we are at the first day of uh, 2017, and um, the study that I'm going to be doing today is probably going to set the tone, unfortunately, for the entire year that's coming. If all of this didn't come to pass in the next year what we're going to be covering today uh, we're going to be very blessed if it doesn't come to pass um, <clears throat> as we get deeper into the whole pre-election thing not pre-election but pre-inauguration deal with donald trump uh, looking at that and then looking at after things are starting to become clearer I believe on the agendas that are afoot and that's what we're going to be covering today so I don't really want to go into it too much further than that because we're going to be covering a lot of things things are becoming uh, t to me clearer what they quote they I mean the Illuminati Satan's minions are actually up to the way that they're going to structure this uh, it's starting to make more sense as things roll on here so <clears throat> just to kind of set the stage for today uh some bible verses just before we get started here first chronicles 12 32 and I, I know i've said this one many many times but it's not a bible verse you tend to hear uh <laughs> in modern day christianity i've never heard it actually ever preached on not to say it's never been but <clears throat> it is one of the things that uh is good to have on our mind these Bible verses regarding the days and times that we're living in. First um, Chronicles 12.32 And the children of Ishakar, which were men that had understanding of the times, to know what Israel ought to do, the heads of them were 200, and all their brethren were at their commandment. So of the children of Ishakar, the men that were in charge had understanding of the times why to know what they ought to do and and again i don't really know of a time that's more important to actually have understanding of the times than we're in right now because of all the the grave potentially cataclysmic things we could be facing so it is a wise thing to just not bury your head in the sand uh, regarding the day and times we're moving into, especially if you're in a 501c3 church and you've got a FEMA clergy response team pastor. And you're not going to know that because they're not going to tell you until things are implemented. And they usher in Homeland Security and FEMA and then you find out they've got a huge dossier on you, find out you're you know, scheduled to be forced vaccinated and taken away to the camps now i'm not saying that's going to happen in every scenario i'm not saying every 501c3 pastor is is doing this and they're all plotting behind your back but there are probably at least over hundred thousand, from what i'm seeing churches that are participating in this program or at least over hundred thousand pastors maybe you've got your head pastor your associate pastor so that you know you might have two three four who knows, pastors in one larger church. Because, let's face it, it's just not going to be the head pastor. He's going to have to have the other pastors on board as well, for the most part. <clears throat> Acts twenty thirty one. Therefore, watch and remember that by the space of three years, 
I cease not to warn everyone night and day with tears. Um, and in this regard, this was in regard to grievous wolves coming in and um, spoiling the flock and, and heresy and things of this nature, which is pretty much the norm now in most churches, particularly in America. Um, so I've been doing this for, I guess, since 06. Even before that, I had a new, the, the newsletter that I had. Um, warning. <laughs> That's basically what this ministry has been about, a watchman-type ministry. First uh, Corinthians sixteen thirteen, Watch ye, stand fast in the faith, quit you like men, be strong. Uh, quit means behave. So I do believe, and particularly if you're the head of a household, these verses are are very much targeted toward the head of the household, particularly the men. But if, if you're a single woman, you know, you need to, I mean, anybody needs to, to be watching as a Christian right now. But it is, um, it should be from a biblical standpoint, the men's job to protect the family, watching out for, you know, his family or, or those that he has influence over. Uh, pastors should be doing this, but unfortunately most of the pastors are gelded and they're hirelings, meaning they're doing it for the money and they have no true love for the sheep. Now, I'm not saying they're all, but I'm saying, from what I'm seeing, the majority, based on the actions of the church. I mean, all of these things that I cover on a, you know, sometimes week-to-week, -week, sometimes every two weeks basis, all the stuff that's going on with the newsletters, these are things the pastor should be making their congregations aware of regarding the days and times we're moving ahead into. We shouldn't just bury our head in the sand about this. You know, um, you see somebody that's in a burning house, you just don't want to walk by and let the house keep burning. You know? And um, unfortunately, that's kind of the norm now. So we're to watch and stand fast in the faith. Behave like men, be strong. First, the... First Thessalonians five six. Let us not there let I'm sorry. Therefore let us not sleep, as do others. Now that's the norm for the Laodicean again church period that we're really in. Okay, you can just look at Revelation three near the end of that chapter to understand and get that confirmation. Therefore let us not sleep as do others, but let us watch and be sober. So again, it talks a lot about watching, about um, being sober, about standing fast in the faith, being an understander of the times. These are all good things. 1 Corinthians 2.15, which is the first part of the verse. But he that is spiritual judgeth all things. Okay. Typically in a church, all you're going to hear is judge not lest you be judged. Okay. The kind of judgment that they are in reference to there is hypocritical judgment when you're judging the speck in your brother's eye and you have a beam in your own. Okay, so that is hypocritical judgment. Yes, that's forbidden. That's like, well, I'm better than you because I don't have that sin in my life and you do and therefore, and then you've got all this other sin that you're not acknowledging and you're judging the speck in your brother's eye. That's the type of, of um, judgment. 
that 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 is in reference to there when when Jesus Christ said, "Judge not, lest ye be judged." First Corinthians two fifteen a says, "But he that is spiritual judgeth all things." The Bible also says, "If we would judge ourselves, we would not be judged." Self examination is very very important. Um, <clears throat> judging ourselves daily, confessing our sins before before the Lord. Um, in humility and meekness before God, that's hugely important. I mean, <laughs> considering the pit from whence you were dug, as the Bible talks about, not to think of more yourself more highly than you than you ought to not be high minded, but rather fear. You know, the fear of God, which is the beginning of wisdom, understanding, knowledge. All of those things are connected. Humility, fear of God, all of those things are connected in a very, very good way. With blessings, um, just with so many good things in the Bible. <clears throat> Jesus said in John 7.24, Judge not according to the appearance, but judge righteous judgment. So, Satan can come to you as an angel of light, like the Bible talks about. You know, or these hireling pastors can come to you, Smiley Joel Osteen, great example. You know, Mr. He's in a stadium, indoor stadium church or whatever that is, and, and he preaches this, you know, feel-good, lukewarm type gospel, and oh, he seems so nice, and he's this or that, and he's got Oprah with him and all this other stuff. But we're not to judge according to appearance, but to judge righteous judgment. Okay, so Jesus Christ said, yes, there is a time that you judge righteous judgment. And so it's very important to do that, especially in today's day and time, when deception is going to be the norm rather than the exception. Jesus Christ said regarding Matthew 24, to be not deceived, near the start of that, regarding the end times that were, basically he's talking about the times right prior to, which is what we're in now, and into the tribulation. That's what he's in reference to there. And that's pretty much the time we're in. And the biggest thing he kept harping on was to be not deceived. And that the whole world is going to be deceived. Through lying signs and wonders and miracles and through false prophets. And a lot. So be really careful who you're following. Especially if they're putting out prophecies. You know, what, what I... What I always do, I got one again the other day from another listener. Oh, this guy, this and that. I listened to this guy for two minutes. He was so biblically illiterate. He already, he said, we're, basically, we're already in the tribulation. Obama's the Antichrist. All this stuff. And I'm like, there's no way. No, we're not. We're not in the, there's certain biblical parameters that we would know that we're in the tribulation. There are certain biblical parameters for the Antichrist that have to be fulfilled. Obama cannot fulfill them. There is no way the Jews will ever accept him as their, as their coming awaited savior. He's doing everything he can do to destroy relations with the Jews. He's done everything he can do. Okay. He's already done that. And now he's at a breakneck speed to burn as many bridges as possible. You think the Jews would accept him as their, as their awaited Messiah and he's going to go in there and commit the abomination of desolation? He's also half black and half white. They're not going to accept him from a bloodline, and that's not prejudicial. I'm saying from a bloodline lineage standpoint, having to trace your lineage back to King David, which is going to be mandatory for the Jews to be able to do that. He's not going to be able to do that properly. 
His mother was a prostitute, basically. Dreams of my real father gets into all that. And his dad was a, basically a black porn star, among other things, and a communist and all these other things. If you look at his true lineage, and even if you believe his other lineage that he supposedly, I'm telling you, he can't, they're not going to accept him as their messiah. And it has nothing to do with being prejudicial towards blacks. I'm just saying, that one thing alone disqualifies him from being antichrist. Is he an antichrist figure? The Bible says there are many antichrists, small a, yes. Now, if you don't believe me, I did a nine or ten part study on this subject way back on is Obama the antichrist? And then I looked at, okay, what are the biblical parameters? What is, what is the lineage that the Jews will look for? Because what does the antichrist kind of thing hinge on? Well, it kind of hinges on the Jews, kind of hinges on Israel, and them accepting him as their messiah. I mean, you think they're going to go and, and, and rebuild the, the, the third temple and have all these parameters, which they've already got the Temple Institute, where they're going to make this temple exactly like it was in the Bible. They're going to have the priestly garments exactly the same, where they're going to have all of the implements in the temple, but yet they're not, they're not going to vet the person they're going to view as Messiah. Oh, we're just going to kind of, you know, look the other way on that one. It's not going to happen. He's going to commit the abomination of desolation at the midpoint of the tribulation. And um, that's the Bible gets into that a lot. Matthew 24 again and other places and Daniel. And it's not it cannot be Obama. And I did a whole study where I got into this. Just can Antichrist at contendingfortruth.com. You still think Obama's the Antichrist. Uh, it's not happening. Never could happen from a biblical standpoint so be really careful what quote profits and the thing is i wish there was a site i really do which documented all of these supposed christian prophets particularly on on the internet especially and documented okay this prophet made this prophecy on this date and it didn't come to pass it was time dependent or it was going to come to pass within a three-month period. Oh, it didn't come to pass. What does that make him? False prophet. The Bible says in Deuteronomy 18 that that is the test of a true prophet. That what they're saying must come to pass. And then if you go a few chapters back further than Deuteronomy 18, it'll also tell you that whatever they're telling you should not be contradictory to the Bible, essentially. I'm paraphrasing. It shouldn't lead you away from God. It shouldn't contradict the Bible. So you could still have, like, okay, a fortune teller. Okay, let's say she gets it right. She's got that demonic connection, and she, whatever, tells you accurate information that comes to pass. Yes, but is she leading you toward God? Or is she leading you toward hell? I mean, there's a benefit to witchcraft. I mean, do you think people would never participate in it if there weren't benefits to it? Of course there is. I'm not saying they get it right every time. But sometimes they do. All they're doing is communicating with familiar spirits that, that know everything about you because they've been watching you and observing you. That's just what they're communicating with there. And they're telling you many times what you want to hear. Or maybe they do have some kind of foreknowledge. But so much of the time it turns out to be false. So you got to be really, really, really super careful what person... I tell people, don't, don't follow me. I'm just a man. I can fail you. You know? I... I pray to god i'm i'm 
you know, I'm trying to warn people and putting out accurate information. Do I always get it right? No, I don't. I don't. But I've never called myself a prophet. There's so much deception in today's day and age. But I think overall, I have pointed people and warned people and pointed people in the right direction regarding, you know, the times that we're moving into. Hopefully. Um, I sure have gotten a lot of confirmation of the subjects I've covered over the years. I mean, my job at this point is really easy to do from that standpoint because I've had so much prior confirmation on things that I talk about um, that that gives me a lot of validation. You know, out of the mouth of two or three witnesses, a thing is established because of the, the times that we're living in. And, and Daniel talked about this. It said that, that in the end times, knowledge will increase. Many will go to and fro, you know, um, seeking the word of God. It talks about that in Amos also, but they will not find it. And I believe that has a lot to do with the corrupted Bible versions that are out there. And all the heresy and all of the different denominations and all of the different, quote, supposed Christian movements and the Hebrew Roots movement and the Dominionists and all of this, these different movements that are pseudo-Christian. I mean, even Mormonism has a component that Jehovah Witnesses do, Seventh-day Adventists do. All of these are corruptions. They're cults. And these prophets that are online and a lot of these people that do this, th this is how cults get started and get followings people don't vet them they're not comparing what they're saying with the word of god and they're leading them into a potentially perdition it's always going to be man-centered or woman-centered on the prophet typically it's always going to be follow me god told me this well you better be vetting whatever this person's saying with the word of god are they getting it have they got it right 100 percent of the time all the time you know uh, I'm just saying, you got to be real careful. The Bible says, Cursed be the man that trusteth in man, and that maketh flesh his arm, and whose heart departeth from the Lord. Jeremiah 17, 5. But it resonates with my heart. I feel like, well, the heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Who can know it? As the Bible says. So... What you want to do is, I don't really care if it's resonating with your heart. Compare it with what the Bible says. With the, whatever, and if it's a time-dependent thing, look at the track record. Again, I wish there was a website that documented all, but it would be almost, it would be probably a 24-7 job all the time to constantly keep track of all of these prophets and prophetesses on the internet. All these prophecies that should have happened or they don't they don't happen then what happens oh, we we'll just forget about it, we go to the next one that was the whole thing about when i was in the charismatic movement that's what everybody did and i finally got to a point when i realized that particularly when i realized the 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 truth about the king james bible uh and these other false versions like the niv and this type of stuff when i really got a hold of that all of a sudden, my eyes got open to a lot of the stuff that was going on in the charismatic church, and I'm like, man, we're really doing a lot of unbiblical stuff in this church. And I figured it all out, kind of like my eyes got open. And it wasn't too long that I I went out of that, but that was one of the main things. You get some prophecy, you get your ears tickled, and all this other stuff. Man, there was more sin in that church that I was in. And it was weird because when I was in it, and, and when I was like, 
reading an NIV and, and immersed in all of that stuff, it was almost like it was almost like I was blind to it. And then when I got my eyes open, it was all of a sudden I was like, "Oh my word, what am I doing here? <laughs> this is not good. There is some really seriously wicked stuff going on here. Stuff I really can't even repeat on air." I was just thinking about that again the other day. I'm like, oh, wow, yeah. Whoa, really bad stuff. But at the time, I was like, boom, do 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 you know, just kind of going through there and, you know, not a big deal. So guard your heart. The Bible says to do that. The heart is deceitful above all things. Make sure you compare everything with scripture. Follow the word of God. Don't trust in man. You know, don't make flesh your arm. He who trusteth in his own heart is a fool, the Bible says. Proverbs was 28, 26. There is a way which seemeth right unto a man, but the end thereof are the ways of death. Proverbs 14, 12 and Proverbs 16, 25. There is a way which seemeth right unto a man. That's the biggest thing now that I see. Well, it seems right. He seems like a nice person. Okay, yeah, but so much of the time, it's not even what a maybe a pastor is saying or somebody that's in spiritual authority over somebody. It's what they're not saying. Are they preparing you at all to face what's coming? Are they preparing you spiritually? Are you trying to get your house in order with God? And I'm not saying that because I think I'm perfect by any stretch of the imagination. But... Are you aware of what, you know, you're being made aware of what's coming down the pike? And that's what we're going to be talking about today. Uh, very heavy duty study. It's not, it shouldn't be that long. It shouldn't be. Last time, the last study I did two weeks ago was actually eight hours when I got all said and done. I'm getting a super late start tonight, but this isn't going to be as long, near as long. But incredibly important information just the same. And with everything that Obama is trying to do right now to shut down free speech, they're really going to be going after the alternative websites. If you see them take down Drudge, and you see them take down Alex Jones, not to say that they're, you know, whatever. But I'm telling you, if they get the big boys, it's just a matter of time, then they're going to start picking everybody else off. And... In order to implement their agenda, they do not want dissenting opinions. They don't want truth being put out. They want their lies as the only source of information that you're going to be able to get mainstream. They want that to be the norm. And Obama's doing everything he can do right now before he gets out of office in order to ensure that happening. First report is entitled, Massive U.S. Death Traps. <clears throat> exposed on Drudge Report. They can't hold it back much longer. Survival expert warns. Okay, so starting this out, it says it has long been argued that the number one rule for survival is population density. Imagine this. Should suddenly and without warning the world implode, where would you rather be? In a big city with hundreds of thousands, um, <clears throat> hundreds of thousands to millions of others, the large majority of them completely unprepared for the situation, or out in the country or in the mountains where the numerical odds begin in your favor with far fewer people attempting to take what's yours. This is an in-general question. Now again, if 
you've prayed about it, if you fasted about it, and, and you know where, you know, you're where God wants you, great, okay? Um, it's just from a, if you're looking at uh, the big picture, obviously, the big cities are the last places you want to be. And also, I mean, when you just looking at the um, the election demographics, for instance, you look at, in America, the areas that voted, I guess it's red, I guess, where Trump, the conservatives were, were voting for, you look at a map of America and the vast majority of it, if you look at that, when you look at a county by county basis, the vast, vast, vast majority it was red. Um, it, somebody said it looked like the Verizon network or something. You know how like you can almost go anywhere in America and be on the network whereas the only parts that were blue which was where supposedly hillary clinton got the votes which those were the big cities and in the liberal areas and enclaves of the place and and again i don't think god likes big cities the bible says woe unto them that join house unto house and field unto field okay what is an apartment complex well, that's really joining house on house. What is a big city like Skyrise apartment? Co- well, you've got house upon house upon just stacked up. There are so many advantages for the New World Order to get people in cities. They know that when they concentrate people, there's going to be a concentration of wickedness. There's more demons and devils and evil entities to defile the land. More wickedness always goes on in the cities. You've got higher drug use. You've got way more liberal mindsets. and These are all facts. You've got much higher crime rates. You've got all of this stuff because you've got all these people jam-packed together in close proximity to one another, and there's a huge dynamic component that's going on. And then if you've got your abortion clinics going on there, they're really defiling the land, and they're letting the, the demons come in. And then if you've got your, your strip clubs and, and all of the other drug-dealing stuff, these are the things that tend to go on in big cities. So, that's a, that's a fact. And those are where you're going to have your liberal voting blocks that are going to vote for wickedness. Those are the last people that should be deciding anything in America. The people that live in the big cities, for the most part. I mean, obviously their mindset, and I'm not, about, I'm not talking about my listeners that live in big cities. Obviously your mindset's not like that, but I'm sure you would agree if you do live in a big city that you're probably up to your eyeballs in wickedness and you would probably you know love to exit stage right if you could some of you might not be able to do that a lot of you can i understand that i'm not condemning anybody i understand everybody's situation is different and it might not be optional for certain people i get it i'm not condemning anybody i'm just here to kind of warn and and try to maybe give you some of the tools uh, so you can make an educated decision about these types of things. Uh, let's go back to this report here. Uh, while the globalists attempt to herd the masses into the big cities or suburbs, population hubs, that make up nearly 50% or more of the U.S. population. So you've got more than 50% of the, of the populations herded into these big cities. I, I'll tell you, when I drove up there past... I mean, I've, I've, in the last few years, I've been through L.A., uh, San Francisco. Oh, that place was horrible. I couldn't even stay in the city of San Francisco for more than a few hours. I started to get 
like this massive like stomach ache. I don't get stomach aches hardly ever. I've got a really good digestive system. I, I normally in like headache. I had to get out of there. I literally it was. I was literally. St- it didn't go away until we were like 30, 40 miles away, out of outside the city limits. I mean, it was horrible. Um, but I went to like Monterey Bay. I didn't, didn't have that feeling. Went to that aquarium there, Monterey Bay, which is really cool if you ever get a chance to go. Um, L.A. I felt horrible, but not like San Francisco. Not not near like where I was getting physically ill. Some people say LA's worse. I, I guess it depends what you're sensitive to. But man, when I drove by New York City, my daughter, and we didn't know what we were getting into, I would have had, I would have never, ever, ever, I would have driven 10 hours out of my way to not take that trip ever again. That was one of the worst things that I've ever been through. It was horrible. It was like, I felt like we were descending into the pit of hell. And the the traffic and the way I never saw people drive like that. I've never seen such demonic behavior as the norm ever in my life. That whole vibe I got with the whole like going by New York City into Connecticut. Oh my word, it was horrible. Now granted when you got into the more the 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 uh, outskirts because we I think we went up to Vermont or New Hampshire. It wasn't near as bad there, obviously, but man alive, the big cities, I feel like I would die if I lived there. I feel like I would physically wither up and die. That's me. Now, I know you're really not very tough. I'm just telling you. (laughs) I'm just telling you how I feel. Oh, God would have to give me a real other something else for me to be able to deal with that. I, I I can I and I feel sorry, really feel bad for the people that like are Christians and they're there and they're caught in that and they can't do anything about it. Maybe it's all they've ever known. They've never had an opportunity to get out. I cannot imagine the feeling of to me that would be like being in a prison and I would want to just climb the walls twenty four seven and I would be in this hyper uh, vigilance depression almost mode about wanting to get out. Um, now, if you are in that situation, pray and fast about it. And you know, God wants you out of there. Sometimes you have to fast about things in order to see the hand of God move. Maybe, you know, everybody's different. Everybody's different. So everybody's situations are, 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 are different. Anyway, um, while the globalists attempt to herd the masses into the big city suburb population hubs that make up nearly 50% or more of the U S population, are, quote, arrives just in the nick of time system of resources is being stretched to the point of breaking. What, what that means is arrives at the uh, just the nick of time system means, okay, let's say everything goes south tomorrow. It, it implodes, okay? You realize you're probably going to, if you leave now to get to the grocery store, you... If you, if you caught it right when it happened, yes, there's probably a good, good thing that you might be able to get in the grocery stores and get some food. If you're out of the loop or let's say you're working that day and you got to wait three or four hours, there's a very good chance that 
when you get to the grocery store, all the shelves are going to be cleaned out. That's the arrives just in the nick of time system of resources that is being referenced here. And it's a fact. Most people are up to, up to um, their eyeballs in debt. You've got millions and millions of more on the welfare system since Obama took office, all by design. They want to create this ultra, ultra dependent class on the state and then the elite, and they don't want anything in between. They want to totally eliminate the middle class. If they implode the economy, and that's what I believe is coming, we're going to be looking at that today, and they devalue the dollar, and you have all of your things in paper, you won't be able to get to them, and, and the money that you have might be devalued to who knows what level. Um, you're not going to be able to get the resources that is needed, and they're all going to be sold out. There's just very few people prepared, and that's the problem, is that in the cities, people aren't prepared. They don't have the, even the room to really prep, like maybe somebody living in, I don't know, smaller towns or in the country. They've typically got, you know, maybe a bigger place where they can actually store things, this type of scenario. In the city, people, you know, housing's a lot more expensive, so you can't typically, uh, what you could get, in a city, as far as, like, even if you're renting, is going to be a fraction, uh, as far as space goes, of what you could get for the same amount of money living in the country. Therefore, it's going to limit your space to even prep. And if you do prep, and your neighbors know anything about it, or even if they don't know anything about it, if people start going door-to-door, desperation-type stuff, you know... You get your door kicked in. Your resources are gone. Now, I'm not saying God can't overcome all of what I just talked about. I'm just saying for me, looking at it from the big picture scenario is what we're talking about here. Um, so it says that the just-in-time, arrives just-in-time system of resources is being stretched to the point of breaking, as we've been warned, all all that is needed is the right event to bring it all crashing down. Now, this appears as what they're going to do if Trump gets into office, if he gets inaugurated. They're going to bring it all crashing down on his watch. Why wouldn't they do it under Hillary? Well, they might have. But wouldn't it be better in order to demonize the truth movement and all of this is to bring it down on Trump's watch so that all of us can be blamed for it. We're the ones that elected him, right? The right, the conservatives, the pro-Second Amendment, you know, uh, the Christians, aren't we? Well, then we'll be blamed. It was fine when it was under Obama. Yeah, right. What did he double or triple, you know, the debt? More than like all the other presidents ever combined. Millions and millions and millions added to the welfare system. Illegal aliens pouring over the border. Just wide open borders now. Yeah, he's done so much. He's done everything he could do to destroy this country. And he's doing everything he can do to destroy it even more before he gets out of office. So, when the plug is pulled, if Obama or if Trump is in office... He will be the scapegoat. He will be the one that's pointed to. See, it was his fault. You got what you wanted. You got your, 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 your election where Trump won. Now look at the result. 
this is what appears they're going to do. Even the Simpsons, when they portray Trump winning on the, the cartoon, the, the Simpsons or whatever, when they predicted Trump winning, I'm pretty sure that it was an economic collapse. His, his presidency didn't work out at all. Collapse because of an, of an economic collapse. Which is probably just going to be part of why it doesn't work. I hope I'm wrong. I hope I'm wrong. But I'm telling you, this is what the Illuminati is looking to do. <clears throat> We're going to be talking a lot more about that today. Because it's a very complicated su subject. The story that the Drudge Report linked to on their website on Wednesday was called The World's Worst Traffic Jam. And it showed a photograph and a must-see video of traffic stuck for miles in a pre-Thanksgiving gridlock in Southern California. All of these pictures um, are available at the link for this report if you want to see them. While the photo shows a peaceful, orderly Thanksgiving weekend travel, it doesn't take too much imagination to visualize what it might look like should this, should this travel uh, scenario be under an emergency situation. A shiny sea of red and white light stretching as far as the eye can see. Scenes like this are being replayed all across the country, meaning just gridlock both directions. Showing us why big cities can instantly become death traps in an emergency scenario. So when it all comes down, do you want to be one of those trying to escape from the cities along with several hundred thousands of your neighbors? Or would you rather be far, far away from the suddenly fleeing masses. As we're told in the second video below featuring survival expert Wesley James Rawls, we're going to play. It's a very short video of survivalblog.com. There is still a very real chance that the globalists will try to bring down the economy on Donald Trump's watch. Uh, putting the blame upon nationalism and ensuring globalist power in the future. Pretty much what I just said. So people better be prepared for that possibility. If such a worst-case scenario happens and the chain of supplies that keeps our country glued together suddenly stops, whether via... Now, these are just... These aren't all the scenarios. But these are just some of the triggers that one of these would only have to be pulled for this to happen. But you could imagine if you had multiple ones of these being triggered at the same time. You're going to have maximum order out of chaos. <clears throat> which is what they want. Um... And such a worst-case scenario happens, and the chain of supplies that keeps our country glued together suddenly stop, whether via massive cyber attack that takes down our system's infrastructure, or simultaneous Muslim terrorist attacks, or an EMP attack, or a solar flare that creates a lights-out scenario, or a pandemic, or simply an economic collapse. Imagine what might happen should a million people or more suddenly be unable to get food, toilet paper, or other basic necessities. Um... Uh, you want to make sure you got enough toilet paper. You know, um, that's one of the things you, you might want to look at. There's a website. Uh, it's called campingsurvival.com. And I've been up on the site. You can get on their <coughs> excuse me email list. Man, they got everything. And they've got a really good, I don't know if it's still going right now, but they've got a really good deal on, um, like, about everything you can imagine. Toilet paper, uh, of course, the fish antibiotics. I'm, I'm just looking at this website right now. They've got used knives. So, in other words, instead of paying top dollar, if you need, a, like, a 
survival type knife instead of paying top dollar you could get a used knife that maybe who cares as long as it's functional knives are one of those things that you know and i'm sure they vet the knives you know as long as it's not bent or something i mean you know you can always sharpen the blade or whatever i think that's a very practical way to go now i don't see how in the world they're selling fish antibiotics right now when they're banning them as of today so i don't know about that but that's one of the things anyway they've got all kind of stuff they've actually got red feather canned butter they've actually got canned butter that this has been around for a long long time you gotta actually have access to butter it's gonna be very important to have access to good fats okay if you just have rice and beans you're gonna go through what they call food fatigue if you don't have any good fats to add into that you, you got to have carbs protein in in fats okay those are the three basic macronutrient systems <coughs> you need and um butter is a very very important one okay not margarine butter okay uh they've got just i don't know they've got a lot of really really good stuff and the prices are very good as well so again it was uh camping survival one word.com and you can get on their email list too so let's go forward here um so you've got the, a solar flare or a pandemic. We've talked a lot about that over the years. Or simply an economic collapse. Imagine what might happen should a million people or more suddenly be unable to get food, toilet paper, or other basic necessities. Sorry, I already read that, but it's kind of good to recap it. The anti-Trump riots that are happening now across the country would be nothing compared to the millions of hungry unable to find their next meals as we're told in this news story from survival dan there's this is all linked if you want to click on these reports economic collapses also go hand in hand with disruption of supplies that leads to the breakdown of our society which causes massive unrest and chaos look at what's going on in venezuela you know with huge food shortages possibly leading to famine those who think such situations could never happen here in america only need to look back several decades to see that it already did happen during the great depression i mean those were mega 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 rough times if you had grandparents that came through that you've noticed that they were probably their whole life in a different mindset than you might have maybe growing up in a land of plenty they a lot of times were in a totally different mindset because that never left them going through the great depression and how they had nothing and how they had to scrimp and save and, and there a lot of times they went hungry and there was no jobs and there was no food and, and you had the dust bowl going along at the same time they pulled the plug the illuminati basically pulled the plug on the economy you know and they took us off the gold standard in 1933 there's a lot of reasons that that happened the stock market collapsing you know, a lot of this was by design on purpose they wanted to do this and um it was it was a horrible time you know but those are grandparents and great-grandparents and these types of people were a much overall hardier group of people than we are um overall in the united states you know so and we've got so much more population and then you've got all these entitled millennials that you know oh my word i mean it it, it just i'm not speaking against all millennials i mean my daughter's in that 
generation. I'm just saying that for the most part. Can you imagine when this goes down, with as self-centered as America is overall, what it's going to be like? I, I can't. They didn't have all the Muslims prepositioned back then during the Great Depression. There were so many things that, as bad as it was in the Great Depression, there were so many scenarios that are present now that they didn't even have to worry about then, and it was still that bad. So, uh. It's hard to even comprehend. Let's go back to this report. With huge food shortages possibly leading to famine, those who think such a situation could never happen in America just look back to the Depression. Uh, and many Americans died because of it from starvation, malnutrition, and all of the associated illnesses and diseases that come with people not eating properly and living on the streets. And not having access to clean water. And... It just could go on and on. During the Great Depression, the population of the U.S. was only about 125 million, according to Deagle.com. Now, we've talked a lot about Deagle.com. Just key in Deagle.com or Deagle in the keyword search box at ContendingForTruth.com. We've talked a lot about them. In 2015, the population of the U.S. was nearly 321 million. Almost three times as many people living here as there was 70 to 80 years ago during the Great Depression. Certainly a massive economic collapse that leads to a major famine across America could account for why Deagle is predicting that only 61 million will be living in the U.S. by 2025. That's just over eight years from now. Something really cataclysmic. Unless God totally intervenes, and I cannot see that happening. Not, not, not I just can't. We, we, as decadent and wicked as America is on so many different levels, and I'm not talking about my listeners, I just mean overall, you look around. Can you really see God, the hand of God, just preserving this situation here indefinitely? It, it, there's no Bible for it either for that to happen. Deagle is predicting by 2025 only 61 million people living here. That's down from 321 million. Okay, so that's a gigantic reduction in people living here. How else might the U.S. population shrink to less than half of what it was during the Great Depression? Keep in mind, 61 million Americans is, is about one-fifth of those living here right now. How might our population be reduced so drastically and so quickly? Well, again, I'd say a bio... Uh, well, nukes, bio-warfare, pandemic are the best ways for population reduction. Yes, we could have civil war that's probably in the works yes you have an economic collapse and then you have the food system the uh, truck stop running let's say electricity goes off you don't have access to clean water disease malnutrition people going you know from house to house looting i mean gang you know all of these scenarios that i've got into before you could see how yeah you could have a gigantic population reduction the Bible, or not the Bible, uh, there, this is a little picture here in the report, and it says, civilization is only nine meals away from anarchy. 
So in other words, nine meals, most people go without nine meals, which is just say three days. You know, hey, you fast for a day. <laughs> you know, if you've never done it, try it. And try a few days. And try a week. You know, not only that, when you fast, you don't, I mean, I know that there's a lot of people that say, oh, I fasted and by the fifth day I had tons of energy. I've never felt that. I don't know. I've never really felt that. Yeah, I was able to function, but I wasn't bounding with endless amounts of energy like some people say they have. I don't know. Everybody's different, I guess. But, I mean, I feel pretty rough when I fast. I don't Normally, if I fast, I don't want to have a whole lot that I'm going to be doing, you know, on a, phys, on a physical level. That by itself, I mean, you know... makes it harder for you to take care of yourself or even protect your family or yourself you don't think as clear your 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 mind your flesh goes to the hunger <laughs> if you didn't have water in there that'd be even worse because you can't go very long without water so again these are all things to think about you know um from Deagle. Deagle says the key, and I, again, I think this is their way of, of justifying why we're going to see such a massive population reduction. Okay, maybe this is part of it, but I don't, I don't think they're telling even a, a small, and again, when I did my report on Deagle.com, um, I got into the real reasons, which is what I just kind of talked about a little bit. The key, it says Deagle says the key element to understanding the process that the USA will enter into uh, in the upcoming decade is migration in the past especially in the 20th century the key factor that allowed the usa to rise to its colossal status was immigration with the benefits of a demographic expansion supporting the credit credit expansion the and the brain drain from the rest of the world benefiting the united states why because people were migrating here okay the collapse of the western financial system will wipe out the standard of living they're basically saying there's going to be a collapse of the Western financial system. I mean, when you print money out of thin air, something's got to give eventually, right? When nothing's back in the money, no gold, no silver, no nothing, something's got to give eventually. The only thing really propping it up is because it's the world reserve currency status. It's the main um, unit that is used to buy, denominating the petrodollar. But if that were taken off, world reserve currency status and you didn't have to buy oil in the petro in, in the u.s petrodollar and let's say the chinese yuan replaced it that's all that would really need to, to be done in order to collapse the dollar there would be nothing more to really prop it up um so the collapse of the western financial system will wipe out the standard of living of its population while ending the ponzi schemes such as the stock exchange and the pension funds the population will be hit so badly by the full array of bubbles and ponzi schemes that the migration engine will start to work in reverse meaning people won't won't want to come here anymore <laughs> accelerating itself due to the ripple effects thus leading to the demise of the states this unseen situation for the states will develop itself in a cascade pattern with unprecedented and devastating effects for the economy. Jobs offshoring will surely end with, the, with many American corporations relocating overseas, thus becoming foreign corporations. 
See, Trump's trying to bring them back right now, but if this starts to go down and they blame Trump, they're going to be out of here in a heartbeat, especially if this is a goal of the New World Order to destroy America, which it has been for you know a long, long time. This is why I believe they're fighting him so tooth and nail right now because they do not want any more momentum in his favor. Trump may be, he may be a demon. I don't know, okay? But at least his outward agenda appears to be putting America first, okay? It's, you can't, you, you really can't question the fact they are trying to do everything they can to stop him right now. And they have pretty much done that. That's kind of tough to, to really question. You look at all of the things that happened during the election, that led up to the election, that's happening right now. They're doing everything they can do to fight him tooth and nail. To make, Obama's putting everything he can put in place to make sure that, um, his hands will be tied, that he will go into just the worst case scenario possible uh, so that he's ineffective. I heard the other day that Obama's going to stay in Washington, D.C. basically as long as Trump is in office and just basically like a protest, like like he's going to do everything he can do to throw monkey wrenches into whatever Trump tries to do. It's not just going to be Obama doing it. You've got George Soros, you've got the Clinton camp, you've got the Illuminati, you've got a lot of wicked, corrupt politicians, um, senators, congressmen, and all these that, that are not going to... Okay, so again, it's a complicated situation. But it's the way it appears, at least. Uh, let's go forward here. We see a significant part of the American population migrating to Latin America and Asia while migration to Europe um, suffering a similar illness uh, won't be relevant. Nevertheless, the death toll will be horrible. Now, this is Deagle talking, remember. This is why we're going to see this big, massive reduction in population because the economy is going to collapse. I think it's going to be way more than the economy collapsing. Nevertheless, the death toll will be horrible when, when the pensioners see their retirement disappear in front of their eyes and there are no servicing jobs. Um, you can imagine what is going to happen next. In other words, the pensioners are going to die because there's going to be no jobs and, no, and their pension is going to be gone. So you're going to have this massive amount of elderly baby boomer pensioners that aren't going to have anything. There's going to be no more monthly income coming in. And they're going to be left to die, which is what they want. You know, they only want the people that they deem suitable for the New World Order. I mean, what Ted Turner said, you know, reduce world population to uh, 500 million. Or no, 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 he said 350. Well, Georgia Guidestones is 500 million in perpetual balance with nature. It's the first, first commandment of the New World Order. Reduce world population to 500 million in perpetual balance with nature. What was that? It's the whole Mother Gaia sustainability thing. We're going to be talking about that. So, <clears throat> these are their goals. They have to accomplish them somehow. It appears, from what we're going to be looking at now and today, that 
this agenda is going to be implemented very soon. I cannot see us going another 10 years and this agenda not being implemented or starting to be implemented. There's going to come some point where things get really, really bad. And I'm not going to be on air anymore. You're not going to probably have alternative media anymore. They're going to make sure of that. Maybe there'll be shortwave available. I don't know. I hope I'm wrong. I do. But I have to at least give you the worst case scenario because if I just give you some rosy picture and then not what they're openly planning and what they're openly planning comes to pass, then I've not done a very good job as a watchman warning you. You know, worst case scenario, you're prepared and, you know, you can eat your supplies, your, you know, <laughs> whatever you've stockpiled, stored. And most of the time, and one of the videos here makes a good point of that, usually whenever you buy storable food, it's, it's the food that you're buying is cheaper than what would cost you if you're going to go buy the same stuff at a, at a grocery store. So it's a very good value most of the time. Uh, okay, so continuing on here. Um, <clears throat> Let me just repeat that last line again. When pensioners see their retirement disappear in front of their eyes and there are no servicing jobs, you can imagine what is going to happen next. At least at least the younger people can migrate. Well, if they got no money, they can't. You know, I've had a lot of people, you just move out of the country. Do you know how much that costs to move to a foreign country? It's just not as simple as moving out. It's not. There's a lot of, a lot of times red tape. And a lot of money that has to be paid. And it depends on what country you're moving to. And just, it's not even optional for most people. Uh, going forward here. Never in human history were so many elders among the population. In past centuries, people were lucky to get to their 30s or 40s. Because the life expectancy wasn't as long. The American downfall is set to be far worse than the Soviet Union's one. I believe, you know, I don't know decade or two ago a confluence of crisis with devastating results with george soros and the globalists already getting the masses charged up to a fever pitch with paid anti-trump protesters causing havoc all across the country imagine what will happen if suddenly this winter or next spring the globalists follow through and bring our economy crashing down they're not going to want Trump being in office. I mean, if you were looking this, at this from a satanic standpoint, would you want to give Trump four years where he could really bring prosperity back? Or would you want to give him as little time as possible where he could really do, you know, the least amount of good because you gave him so little time? Let, and I'm just saying if he does what he says he's going to do. There's a lot of people he's brought into his cabinet that are very, very, very red flags. I'm sorry. There are. You know. Um, and I've heard Jones say, well, that's because he's bringing in all the insiders that, that know all the inside baseball. And they, uh, Yeah, okay. They were corrupt, working for corrupt regimes, and now all of a sudden I'm supposed to believe they're one of the good guys? Uh, you know. So... If you see my reports, my newsletters, I'm not just all pro-Trump. I'm just not all anti-Trump either. I'm kind of trying to present both sides of the story. I'm trying to kind of be, okay, here's the positive things I'm seeing from the Trump. Here's the negative. 
I'm not going to just give this guy a pass. I refuse. I will not do it. If I see something bad, I'm going to report on it. I'm not going to just, you know, kind of like what Jones is kind of doing, from what I can see. He's just kind of, oh, I'm going to give him a pass. Oh, this guy's a, yeah, he worked for Goldman Sachs, and he's this and that, and he was a Bush, whatever, longtime Bush advisor in there. <laughs> Those are red flags. But it is also a fact that they're doing everything they can do, Soros and the Obamas and the Clintons and the Illuminati, to demonize the guy and oppose him in mainstream media is doing everything they can as well. I just believe they want to make sure he has the least amount of momentum as possible. They want to demonize him as much as they can to the masses they have influence over so that when they do pull the plug and they blame it on him, everybody's just going to, on the left, is going to say, I told you so, this guy was no good from the start. We told you that, you know, Hillary should have been the one and now look what you conservative right-wing devils have done to this country. And they'll blame it on the Christians and conservatism, and pro-Second Amendment, and all of that. That's what I believe they're setting us up for. It appears. Hope I'm wrong, but... How are they going to, all of a sudden, let some Illuminati plan that's been in play for... You could even go back hundreds of years. You could say, Adam Weishaupt, founding the Illuminati back on may 1st 1776 in america this land of destiny you know i mean cutting edge did a whole huge video on that the whole francis bacon adam weishalt illuminati thing their their original plans for america and all this stuff you look at how washington dc is laid out in a totally occult occult architecture occult everything the wickedness that i mean they got the largest obelisk in the world 666 feet high from the base, which is 111 feet under the ground to the tip. 666 feet high. The largest phallus symbol on the planet. How can that not be like a big satanic lightning rod? You know, and that's where our laws emanate from. All of the, the, the planning and everything that's led up to this, you're just telling me they're going to let it all be reversed? I don't see Bible for it. I see things getting darker. I see things, you look at Daniel, you look at the New Testament, you look at Revelation. I don't see things moving in a positive direction from a biblical standpoint. Now, if you were a dominionist, supposed Christian, you think that you're going to make everything better and better and better to the point where Jesus Christ is just going to come back and rule and reign and Evidently, the revelation period is going to be done away with and all the stuff in Daniel and all the other places in the Bible. Because you're going to make the world such a wonderful place. There's no Bible for that, though. So I hate to be the bearer of bad tidings, but I don't see how the whole Trump president... Now, am I happy he got in as opposed to Hillary? Yes, of course I am. I mean, obviously, we know what she was going to be. And again, I've said that she was a known commodity... The woman was pure evil. Yes, I am happy that she did not get in. But I'm telling you now what I see the Illuminati doing. 
because they're not just going to relinquish relinquish the reins of control and let Trump make America great again. I don't see how that happens. I don't see any Bible for it happening. You know, I hope I'm wrong. I hope we have eight years of wonderful prosperity and you know he brings jobs back and he gets the illegal aliens out and and he gets people off the the welfare system and he gets the brainwashing out of the out of the public school system out of the public colleges and so many things that would need to be fixed but do i see bible for it the bible says evil men and seducers shall wax worse and worse deceiving and being deceived and that's really regarding the end times jesus christ matthew 24 False prophets, deception, that's going to be the norm. People deceiving others. The Antichrist and false prophet, lying signs and wonders and miracles. We're going to start to see a lot more of that, I bet. We're going to see more, more um, overt instances of occult power. I do believe this alien agenda is going to come into play. They haven't invested... All that they've invested, time, money, everything, in, in that whole scenario for nothing to come of it. All of this is going to be interrelated. And, and that's what I've tried to do with this ministry. Is tie it all together. Giving you the biggest, hopefully, biblical picture on the internet about what's coming. Not because I say I'm a prophet or I've got some special connection with God, or I'm better, I'm just looking at the facts as they're laid out before me, and it seems to be pretty obvious what is coming. Um, let's go further here. Uh, with George Soros and the Globus already getting ma the masses charged up to a fever pitch, with the paid anti-Trump protesters all across the country, imagine what will suddenly happen this winter or next spring when the globalists fall through and bring our economy crashing down. And again, if you were Satan, would you want Trump to get in office and have four years or eight years where he could really, really do what he said he's going to do? Let's give him the benefit of the doubt. Let's say he's, he's legit and he's, he's going to do what he says he's going to do. From a satanic standpoint, what would that benefit you? All you would have to do, then you'd have to get somebody in there, like Hillary, to undo it all again. To undo. But then you, if you had eight years of that, you're going to have people in a totally different mindset. Like, you know, this is the way we need to go. We were going in the wrong direction. No, you're not going to bring us back there. Certainly such a collapse would explain the Deagle.com numbers and give us another good reason to get out of the city's ASAP. As we learn in the new story from Michael Schneider over at economiccollapse.blog, half of the world is dirt poor, and the global elite want it to stay that way. They want an ultra-elite and an ultra-poor. If you think this news story from Zero Hedge tells us which U.S. states have an increase in the use of food stamps between 2015 or 2000 and 2015 how much and how much that uh, percentage is sorry that didn't make any sense but in other words there's been a gigantic increase in the welfare system from 2000 to 2015 this chart alone shows us why america's in deep trouble it just shows the skyrocketing uh people on food stamps 
And as Wall Street just told us days ago, the strongest pillar of a shaky U.S. economy has just cracked, telling us the, quote, car recession is supposed to spread into 2017. We see why survival experts such as James Wesley Rawls are telling Americans to double down on our prepping because they cannot hold back the collapse much longer. Perfect timing. Trump gets into office. Let the collapse begin. Blame it on Trump. Maybe they'll let him go for a few months. I don't know. What if God intervenes and gives them more time? I don't know. I don't know. I know God knows. I know he knows the beginning from the end. That's what the Bible says. Nothing's going to take him by surprise. That's why it's important, I think, to pray for divine guidance and divine providence. Um, to pray that we are counted worthy to escape all the things that are coming upon this earth and to stand before the Son of Man, like the Bible says. To pray that we are, you know, more than overcomers. To pray that we endure to the end. You know, all of these things that the Bible talks about praying about. Let's go further here. Uh, <clears throat> as we're told in this story from altmarket.com, this report is highly referenced. Almost every paragraph is another economic report that is confirming what we're talking about here. Okay, Donald Trump's win and the default of the left comes with a cost. With Trump now the perfect scapegoat or conduit for economic collapse, we're not surprised the globalists are still talking war as we've long been warned. When all else fails, they bring us to war. Well, what is Obama trying to do right now? He's trying everything he can do right now to get us into war with Russia. That stinking devil, it, it, he couldn't be any more evil if he tried. He's going to burn in hell so white hot. I pray God give him a vision of where, his, where he's going to end up tonight. I truly do. Him and his man wife, Michael. That's becoming more and more and more like not even a matter of debate. We have got a open sodomite gay devil president as our commander-in-chief that's married to a transgendered man their kids are adopted obama was legendary in the gay bathhouses in chicago that's one he's even got a, a room named after him in one of those bathhouses called man country i believe in chicago i'm not even going to tell you what it's named but yeah he was a flaming queer going all the way back into high school where they interview his classmates from Hawaii and they were like, oh yeah, he, he, was, he was always into older white guys, old white guys. I've seen pictures of him dressed up in drag from those days. They're scary. Yet, you know, the world does nothing. The, the media, you know, suppresses it all and Joan Rivers just so happens to say, oh, please, everybody in Hollywood knows that, that, that Michelle is a man, that she's a transgender. She's a man. Everybody knows she's dead a month later from a routine cause. And this woman has had more plastic surgeries than you can imagine. And she dies from a minor cosmetic surgery a month within a month later. You don't think that was a warning to the rest of Hollywood? This, this, is the, this is the abomination we've got in the White House. 
What, what a, oh man. And what's he doing? Current headlines read, Obama bans free speech in the dead of night. America adopts Soviet-style media controls. I could do whole reports on all these. I just don't have really time. But they're going to they're gonna try to shut down what, what I do and what all these other alternative sites do. So I've got to fight it as much as we can, while we can. Nearing exit. Here's another report. Nearing exit. Obama seeks to tie Trump's hands. He unleashes 3,853 regulations. 18 regulations for every law. A record of 97,110 pages of red tape. So that when Trump gets in office, his hands will be so tied. It, it's like, okay, he gets released into office and immediately he's thrown into quicksand. Okay, try to do a whole lot when you're in quicksand with your hands tied. It's going to be kind of tough. That's what they're banking on. They do not want him to be successful. They want him to stay demonized. They want him to be unsuccessful. They want all of his policies to fail so that they can blame everything on him. Every 33 seconds, an illegal is alien is added now in the USA. The, oh, the borders are just wide open. California DMV licensed 800,000 illegal aliens. And they have more rights than a, a normal, law-abiding, natural-born American citizen way more rights than us obama drops 502 muslim invaders on nebraska in the final weeks before president trump and that's just the ones we know about i've told, told you all about the flying them in on planes bringing them in with blacked out windows and white buses across the border the borders are wide open. they've got the terrorist muslim enclaves all over the place paul uh preston or whatever said that his contacts say isis uh is like um they're like pennies they're everywhere you got foreign troops on our soil you've got all of these things already here oh i just they didn't want to do this i guess on obama's watch they didn't want to do it on his watch because then he could be blamed Trump gets in office, things start going south. The ma- the mainstream mass devil media can say, "Look, see, even from the, you know, the very inception of his presidency, things started moving in such a horrible direction because he's such a horrible person and these right-wing conservatives all need to die." <laughs> I'm just saying that, you know, if they had their way, that's what they would say. It'll get to that point eventually. Especially the Bible believers, they're all to blame. Obama launches scorched earth policy in final days before Trump. Burn it all up. Burn his... Uh, yeah, he was destroying things at a breakneck speed while he was in them, but now he's really going crazy. Really going crazy. As former Congressman Ron Paul warns us, we should all keep our eyes out for what a shadow government-sponsored false flag that will get Trump and the U.S. into a war that we don't want to be in. Possibly against Russia as we now see the EU posturing for war with Russia by labeling them as dangerous as ISIS. See, Putin is looking at Trump, and they're cordial. Putin's waiting for Trump. He's trying to... Um, he's not taking the bait. All the stuff that Trump's doing, kicking out their Russian diplomats out of America, accusing Russia of all this stuff, I don't believe they did. 
rigging the election. Obama and them were the ones rigging the election with the voting machines, with the voter fraud, with letting all the illegal aliens in, with all the dead people that voted, flipping the votes, having all your liberal devil stuff, the ballot boxes, which was caught on camera, the rigged voting machines. You were the ones trying rigging the vote system. And you have the audacity to blame everything on the Russians because things didn't work out the way you wanted? Sick devils, man. No fear of God, just pure evil vessels of Satan. May God rain down his fury on their wickedness. During this time, we are thankful for all the blessings bestowed upon us by God. We need to remember that such a war will likely come home to the U.S. soil, fought in the same U.S. cities where Americans are now fighting traffic jams. As we're told in the final video below, and we're not going to play these, but you can click on the link if you want to hear them. Uh, there's so much to be thankful for here in America, which is always what we always want to come back to is being thankful. Thankful to God. No matter how dark it may seem, no matter how bleak it may look, if you're a born-again Christian, you have salvation, and the worst-case scenario absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. You want to always be thankful. Go to Romans 1, and you look at that, and it basically talks about the progression of people being turned over to a reprobate mind. And the first thing it lists is basically in their... in the progression of, of, of them being turned over to a reprobate mind. The first thing that typically happens with most people is they become unthankful. Starts there. And then it, like a cancer, that unthankfulness spreads into other things. Into, you know, all forms of progressions of wickedness. So it's very important to be thankful. Anyway, um... Meanwhile, every day, both here in America and other places around the world, people are living in their own real survival stories. Yeah. With the number of Americans on food stamps going through the roof, as it's as seen in the chart above, we pray that the days ahead are loving, hearty, bountiful ones for everybody while preparing for the days that aren't. Yeah. The prudent man foreseeth evil and hideth himself, but the simple pass on and are punished. So, now I did a whole... Uh, end time preparedness prepper mega study and I, I give you the links to those part one two and three i get into a lot of this and I, I talk a lot about the big cities in that as well um what's going to happen and more specific scenarios of what's going to happen with the gangs in the big cities because that's a whole other dynamic i haven't even really mentioned this teaching all right so i'm out of time for part one let's go to part two and we will see you there god bless you Scott Johnson's 1,000 plus audio teachings and PDF documents are available for free 24-7 on the internet at contendingfortruth.com. That's C-O-N-T-E-N-D-I-N-G-F-O-R-T-R-U-T-H dot com. In addition, we also offer a free Christian current event and health email newsletter. You can sign up at contendingfortruth.com. These email newsletters typically only generate about three to six emails per month if you subscribe to both lists. Please prayerfully help us to continue this work. 
For mail correspondence or to support this ministry, our mailing address is Scott Johnson, 2359 Highway 70 Southeast, number 321, Hickory, NC, 28602. Or on the internet, a PayPal donation link can be found at Thank you and may the Lord Jesus Christ richly bless you.